Hello everyone and welcome back to the Underground Mess Hall, Finn McHale here. Today, I want to discuss Elden Ring. Specifically, why this game is the first in a while that I haven't been able to put down. To get started, let's give some background. Elden Ring is a 2022 open world Souls game that was developed by From Software and published by Bandai Namco. The main premise of the game is that the goddess of this world, Marika, has shattered the titular Elden Ring, which has led this world, the lands between, to be plunged into chaos. You as a Tarnished have been brought back from death in order to help restore the world by reforging the Elden Ring and becoming the next Elden Lord. I don't want to go into too much more depth and detail and spoil the game here, but there are some major gameplay and design aspects that I have noticed that I particularly enjoyed and what has made this game so addicting to me. So the first aspect I want to discuss is the open world nature of the game. This is the first Souls game to be open world, you know, because you have Dark Souls 1, 2, 3, and Bloodborne. They were very linear games, there was some exploration, but not a lot, especially compared to Elden Ring. And this open world leads to a high risk of losing potential directionality. What's interesting though is that the open world actually kind of leads into the Souls game genre, as a lot of how the lore is found throughout this game, because it just throws you into the middle of the story basically, and finding the lore through item descriptions prompts a lot of player exploration, especially when you talk to the merchants and get some of the notes that they can sell you. Many secrets and items are found through exploration, which allows you to get lost for hours and level up and figure out new techniques and strategies. Also, the checkpoint system, the Sites of Grace, is very expansive, allowing for major movement throughout the map, and to go to different hubs in the different major areas. Also, the steed you get helps with increasing your mobility throughout the map, as well as new forms of combat to try out. Now, speaking of combat, the Souls games are notorious for a high difficulty. Elden Ring is no exception. However, it's this difficulty that allows players to try new strategies and different builds very early on in the game. It also grants the player a lot of item and gear customization, which leads us into the items and builds. Builds are a lot easier to build, relatively, and it's easier to understand what certain traits such as vigor, mind, dexterity, and strength mean, and how they impact your character overall and your build. On top of that, it allows the scaling to be understood a lot easier too, you know, how much strength do I need to wield this type of sword or weapon, how much intellect or arcane do I need to wield these types of spells, and it allows you to understand how the scaling will impact that when you level up even further beyond the base minimum for these items and weapons, and armor in some cases. There's also this thing called Larval Tears. They allow you to, later in the game, mainly the second major chapter for most players, to restructure your build and level points. Especially if you want to go in a different direction with your character, like, say you have this one build, but it's not working out for a lot of late game stuff, and you're like, let me try this, and it works out better for you. They're not terribly hard to get to as long as you do a lot of exploration, which I said this game can easily suck you into doing. Now, let's get into the graphics. While yes, the graphics can look and have been problematic for some players, in the overall theme and grand scheme of this game, 
It looks amazing. Enemies and bosses are also designed to look and feel as if they belong to this world that was made. And also George R. R. Martin actually helped create it. Maybe now he can finish those Game of Thrones books now that he's done with this, unless they tap him for an Elden Ring 2 or DLC. But I digress. This world looks like a ravaged and rustic high fantasy Europe in the Middle Ages, with some eldritch happenings on the horizon. And outside of those things, some of the other things, at least for me personally, that I've liked about this game. So, this is one of the few games that I've played recently where the game is immediately ready to play up to, I would say, around 85%. It's not buggy at all. You don't need to wait for a massive update to actually be able to play this game. This is very nice, as, like I said, it's not broken in the base form. Also, the bosses in these fights are extremely rewarding, especially when you finally defeat them, and they grant you unique weapons and spells to use and build into. A lot of it's going to be higher level stuff, and you might have to do New Game Plus in order to get some more maximal and maximization out of it, but it's worth it. Also, I really love all the bosses' designs, as well as the numerous NPCs and some of their side quests, which gives some insight into how the Lands Between got to where they are by the time our Tarnish comes around. You know, after going through all of these aspects and many more I could talk about, it's no wonder that I've sunk around 180 hours of gameplay and have reached level 205 in my first playthrough of Elden Ring. I definitely plan on playing more, as there's so much more to unpack with this game. While there is a good chance of Elden Ring getting DLC, in my opinion, there's so much to do in this game that you don't necessarily need it. With that said, this has been a Bandolier Core production. Finn McHale, signing out.